This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. A fall series of virtual cooking demos and discussions with Jewish food historians at the National Museum of American Jewish History. Food is such an incredible, powerful, and tangible way to experience a culture. Keep it here to find out more about the culturally diverse chefs involved with this fall program. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadass Kuznets with Emily August. She is Director of Communications and Public Engagement with the National Museum of American Jewish History. And they have some Jewish food culture programming going on this fall at the museum. So what is the common thread amidst all of these programs that you're kicking off? Well, the common thread between all of these programs is these are a group of diverse Jews who are passionate about food, they're passionate about cooking, they're passionate about their cultural heritage, and they use food in all of the different parts of the food experience, the cooking, the smells, the taste, the people you eat it with, to celebrate, explore, and pass down or transmit their heritage through food. It's very much in alignment with your mission at the museum. Absolutely. Our mission at the museum is to inspire in Jews and all Americans an appreciation for the diversity of the American Jewish experience. And food is such an incredible, powerful, and tangible way to experience a culture. And to feature the chefs and the historians that we have this fall is also a way to celebrate diversity and culture. I love that you describe the guests that you're having during your programming as food historians. Some of the chefs we're having for the program are actually food historians. One of my, I mean, they're all my favorites, but Elaine Jawara Pinier, who is the author of the cookbook Sephardi, she has a PhD in history. She is really passionate about the history of medieval Spain and the foods that were eaten during that time and what the Jewish community was experiencing. And she brings all of that to bear in this book of recipes and history. She is quite literally a food historian, but one who is also cooking and sharing that with her grandmother and passing it down to other people and bringing that food to life outside of a textbook. So food is really a way to taste history. 
absolutely, food is 100% a way to taste history. And someone like Michael Twitty, who will be at the museum in December, he is a food historian also, and he's been an interpreter in residence at Colonial Williamsburg. He's someone who explores the diaspora through food of both the African-American experience and the Jewish experience. And so that is someone, again, who is a historian and educator who is helping you taste the complex identities of the people they represent through food. So these four programs that are happening in November and December, are they all virtual? All of our programming this fall is virtual, yes. And people can watch them online, on Zoom, on Facebook, on the museum's website. Everything is free. We just encourage donations in any amount, of course. So let's go through the program, starting on November 17th. On November 17th, we're kicking off this series with everybody's favorite chef, Michael Solomonov, of Cook and Solo Restaurants here in Philadelphia. And he'll be in conversation with Elaine Jaguarapinier, whose second edition of her cookbook, Sephardi, is coming out. And they'll be talking about the Sephardic lineage of food from Jews who traveled from medieval Spain to other parts of the world. It really is a history lesson. It is absolutely a delicious history lesson. Okay, and then you want to just go through the rest of the, sure. the other three programs? Sure. On November 18th, we have blogger and cookbook author Beth A. Lee, who will be making sufganiyot, which are the traditional jelly donuts made on Hanukkah, the Jewish Festival of Lights. And she has an incredible story. She used to work in Silicon Valley and jokes how she moved from Silicon Valley to silicone baking mats and away from memory chips and into pita chips. And a lot of her food culture and heritage is from her grandmother, her Bubby's Kitchen in New York. So she shares that with us. On November- That's very common. I have to say, when I interview people, a lot of people open restaurants and with, with like a, a throwback to their grandmothers. That's why you, you see a lot of restaurants like named after Nona or Bubby or Safta or something because it has such an impact. I agree. Even at the museum years ago, we had a storytelling program called In My Grandmother's Kitchen and it featured both Jewish storytellers and not Jewish storytellers because almost everybody had a history about their family's heritage that involved being in a kitchen with a grandparent. On November 21st, we will be helping our favorite Ladino musician and activist and artist Sarah Arrowesti premiere a new album and she'll be performing some music from her brand new Hanukkah album and leading a sing-along for everyone. It's family friendly and she'll demonstrate how to make bimuelos, the traditional Sephardic take on the traditional jelly donuts eaten on Hanukkah. And so she's going to demonstrate, she's going to be cooking on the Zoom? Correct. Sarah will be cooking on the Zoom. Similarly, as Sarah is doing the Sephardic version of the jelly donuts for Hanukkah, Beth A. Lee will be doing an Ashkenazic version of the jelly donuts for Hanukkah, also cooking and sharing the recipe, which is now on our, our website. So anyone can access it. For our listeners who don't know what that means, can you explain Jewish Ashkenazi versus Jewish Sephardic? Jews come from all over the world. And many Jews in America, like those we often associate with the mass migration of Jews around the turn of the 20th century, came from Eastern Europe. And that is an Ashkenazic Jewish heritage. But many Jews also came from Spain and Portugal and the Ottoman Empire and that part of the world, the Mediterranean. And those Jews are, they come from a Sephardic tradition. And that manifests itself in different ways, the music, the food, the cultural observances, because of where they uh, develop their Jewish traditions um, in their parts of the world. And definitely the food. And definitely the food. And that's what you're going to find at these programs at the fall, in the fall at the museum. Yeah. And then there's one in December. December 16th, we're so excited to have Michael Twitty with us online. He is just incredible. He is a food historian, an educator. He's black and Jewish, and he thinks a lot about complex identity and all of the different 
parts that make up a person and their history. And he explores those in a lot of different ways, but especially through food. And so he'll be speaking a little bit about his new book that's coming out called Kosher Soul. He also has a blog called Afro Culinaria. He's very passionate about bringing to light the stories of African-American cooks throughout American history, whose names we don't know, but were responsible for so much of the Southern food heritage that we've come to love as eaters. And so so is he talking about the intersection of the Black and Jewish culinary experience? This program in December is focusing primarily on Black and Jewish intersections. Those things are not mutually exclusive. And so as he is anticipating the release of his new book, Kosher Soul, which focuses on Jewish and Black food traditions through the eyes of Black Jews and Southerners who converted to Judaism, including his own, he'll be exploring those intersections. And one thing I think that these food programs have the capacity to do is inspire, in line with our mission, anyone who participates in the program, Jewish or not, Sephardic, Ashkenazic, observant, non-observant, Christian, whatever you are, inspire everyone to really appreciate the intricacies and the complexity that goes into a culture just by looking at the complexity and history of one dish and then multiply that by all of the different rich cultural heritages in America. And you really have a picture of this incredible mosaic that make up our country today. I feel like appreciating the food leads to appreciating the culture. Personally, I completely agree appreciating a food leads to appreciating a culture. It's an it's an entry point for everyone. You know, I have very fond memories of going to friends' houses when I was little who came from other cultural heritages than my own and eating Filipino chicken dishes and sitting around the piano and singing and celebrating in the way that my friends' families celebrated. That, for me, opened my eyes to a cultural experience that I otherwise wouldn't have had, and I appreciate that so much. It gives me wonderlust when I experience that. It makes me want to travel there. Well, if you're obsessed with cooking shows like I am, absolutely food creates wonderlust. Don't you just smell the food and want to be walking through the stalls of a market in some far off place and experiencing everything that that culture has to offer? What are you most looking forward to about this fall food programming? I've really been learning a lot with our programs, especially those that have been bringing to life the diversity of Jewish experience. So I'm looking forward to learning. I grew up in an Ashkenazic Jewish family, that Eastern European lineage. And so for me, things like brisket and potatoes are my Jewish comfort food. And I love learning about how other Jews celebrate their history. And then I want to try and make everything. (laughs) How can we get the link to the Zoom or get some information about the programming? All of the information about these programs are on our website, nmajh.org. Everything is free. There are links to register, links to donate. Everything you need is on our website. Emily August, thank you so much. Thanks, Hadas. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Happy eating. Happy cooking. Bateavon. <laughs> yes, which means, well, how do you translate that? When I think of bateavon, the only thing that comes to mind is bon appetit, which is not even English. That's how I was going to translate it. Bon appetit. Good eating. Salud to your health. Enjoy. That's perfect. Bateavon. Bateavon. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at foodinthe215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. 
If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadass Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.